Shane and I have long thought that it would be wonderful to have a little bit of land in the mountains, but probably like most of you, we've been confused about the best way to go about it. We have teamed up with Jesse Taft of Waypoint Real Estate Group to help us either find a piece of land or an established home in the mountains. It's a daunting experience, and we've been really glad to have a real estate partner to help us move towards this dream. We've also started talking with Bryce Gonzer of Fulcrum Home Loans to make sure that we have everything in order so that when we find the property that works, we'll be ready to move quickly. Follow along with us on our journey um, on the Boise Bubble Instagram. And if you're also looking to move towards your dream of home ownership or even a second home or land to build on, whatever that is, you can reach out to Jesse Taft and Bryce Gonsford. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Welcome back to the conversation. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Shane Plummer. Natalie had an incredible idea recently to start a new family tradition. On a recent date night, we were talking about the scenario of an asteroid hitting the Earth and having one last evening before impact. How would we spend those last few hours? The idea had legs, and we decided to try it out with our kids. The first part of the episode was recorded the day of the event. We talk about the idea in detail, how we chose to spend the evening, and what we hope our family gets out of it. The second part was recorded the following week. We report on how it went and some of the conversation that came out of it. We found a lot of value in the new tradition and hope you enjoy hearing about it. So with that, join us for a conversation about how our family would spend our last night on earth. I got some pretty cool responses when I mentioned to people what we were doing this weekend. And I didn't mention it to everybody just because- Oh, have you been telling people? um, Just today was the first time that I told a couple of people you know, everybody's in a good mood because it's the weekend, and they're like, what are you doing this weekend? And everybody's sharing their plans. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when I shared my plans, it was one lady almost cried. I, I know. I had the same experience telling some people our plans. Yeah. I thought it was a great idea. Full credit to you. It was your wonderful idea of mm-hmm. what a new family tradition could be. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead and explain it then? Well, I can explain. Um, So as the title of this podcast is uh, Last Day on Earth, um, or this episode, um, a couple weeks ago, um, I was at an Airbnb, um, the Gatsby Retreat in Boise, and Shane came over for um, a conjugal visit. And um, You say it like that, it always makes me feel like I'm going into prison. Does it feel like you're to going to visit my wife who's been locked up for white collar crime? <laughs> if that's what, if that gets, gets you in the mood, we can think about it that way. It was a kind of hot fantasy, but yeah. Okay. Go on. So, well, I, I, it seemed classier than saying a booty call, mm. but for that. So I was at my stay uh, for a little private time and Shane came over to visit, a, visit for some good, wholesome conversation. Um, and, uh, they have um, a cool outdoor fireplace, like a place you can build a fire. So we'd spent some time in the hot tub, and then Shane built this fire. It was right next to the pool. And we had this, like, roaring fire, and we were drinking some wine and having popcorn. I have a weird obsession with popcorn. 
and um, microwave popcorn to be specific. Well, I, actually, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't like to be tied down just to microwave popcorn. Like, I love fresh popcorn. I love on the stove popcorn. I love. I mean, I really have most almost all popcorn. I like except for white cheddar. Gag me, like I. It's like destroying popcorn. Mm. Yeah, I thought you were equal opportunity with popcorn just in general until you said that. 100% not, no. So anyway, so we're sitting there, and it was like a beautiful, warm night, and it was just so perfect and like picturesque. And I I said that, um, you know, if, if we for some reason found out like the world was going to end, and it was just Shane and I, you know, if our kids weren't around, um, this was how I would want to spend it. I would want to uh, spend it just this way. And we kind of started talking about how if we can imagine what we would do on the very last night on earth, if suddenly we found out, we we kind of went into it that we are friends with the president of the United States and he calls us and says, hey, there's a meteor coming, you cannot tell anyone Remember, because we had to have stipulations why we wouldn't, like, tell all the people. Um, but if we can imagine how we would spend our very last night on Earth, why would we not create that experience? Do, do it more often. Yeah. Like, why, why, why wait? Yeah, why would we not do that often? Why would we not say, oh, my gosh, like, if we have the most, if time becomes so incredibly precious and finite, that we do this, we experience these things that we don't really ever do. Why is that the case? So um, I had this idea. What if we started a tradition where we would have a last night on Earth night as a family? Um, And we basically, as a family, would discuss what or how would we spend our very last moments of existence um, how would we spend those those hours? And let's think about it for a little bit, and then let's let's make it happen. Yeah, I'm all about being present and living in the moment, and that really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. I thought super easy. I mean, what would we do? And so, I think we would hang out together. We would keep it upbeat and happy. We would do something where we're engaged with each other and we're not, um, like on screens, like wouldn't be watching a movie or doing anything like that. Maybe playing some board games, um, just sitting and talking by the fire and eating great food and enjoying our beautiful backyard. Yeah. So we, so we started thinking about, okay, well, how could we like, how could we actually make this happen? Um, where it could be like kind of a tradition, but also so that we could learn from each other and have these experiences, you know. One of the things we love about Thanksgiving is I think, um, you know, we, we focus on the certain food. We are very open with our gratitude. Um, we're always, we're together with the people that we love and we could recreate that. So, um, so we talked to the kids, um, and they were super down with it. Yeah. thought that was super fun. And we were like, okay, well, what does that look like? Now, of course there's this, this would be different for everyone. I, I brought it up to several friends and they you know, had di- different ideas of how they would spend it. Well, yeah, lots. Like I'm, um, I had one friend, uh, she and her boyfriend, um, they, they're like, we would get in our car with our dog and get to the mountains. They would spend it like overlooking 
something beautiful in the mountains. Yeah, I get that. And um, I had one friend I was out to lunch with, um, one of my uh, single guy friends, and he said, I would probably call up like one of my, you know, past girlfriends that maybe things didn't work out for whatever reason and have like great sex. I'm like, yeah, that sounds, totally could see that. Mm. Um, and so it was interesting because it, it um, you know, people were very different. And in our scenario, you know, it's not like we could fly somewhere, or, but it was just kind of a, like a last minute. So um, we are doing that tonight. We're yeah. going to have our first last day on Earth night. Um, and and we'll f- kind of finish this podcast, I think, telling you guys what it, how, how it was. Or yeah, we'll return and report. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the things that we, like, that the kids said that they kind of want to do. So we said everybody gets to pick their dinner. And whatever you want, within reason, we're going to get that. Because... In, in our scenario, because they, they kept on saying, well, wouldn't the world be kind of shutting down and there wouldn't be anything? We're like, well, remember, the president told us we couldn't tell anyone. Yeah, so. we can't tell anybody. So everybody else is cooking us food when we're just enjoying it. Yeah. Don't dig too deep. <laughs> yeah, too you, can't, deep. you can't go too, yeah. You can't like, wait, but you should be calling and hosting a press. Okay, you know, that's, that's not the point. So everybody's going to get their own meal. Our youngest... Loves Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. We so actually thought of doing this on a Sunday night, and then we're like, we can't because <laughs> we have to be able to get Chick-fil-A. Yeah. we uh, Our middle child is going to get a sushi roll. Like a sushi platter. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, like a sushi roll. Like, he was totally fine with the one from Albertsons. Just one sushi? Well, we should yeah, get a couple. just a sushi roll. Because, I mean, I kind of think... Yeah, probably a couple, and, and we'll just share... Because we bu- want to share yeah. everybody's experience, like, you know... Buffet style. Yeah. Right. Um... Our oldest didn't really want a meal, but kind of wanted dessert. Mm-hmm. And I want Indian food, mm-hmm. and you want Thai, thai food. food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want Thai food, and I want um, an ice cream sandwich. Like I don't know, ice cream sandwiches are just—they're like kind of like the last day on earth thing. Like you just don't think about ice cream sandwiches, but they're so good. Like why do we not have ice cream sandwiches more? So would you eat? Just one to savor it and enjoy the experience, or would you gorge yourself until you were sick on ice cream sandwiches? Well, I think it's more. Would you want like a hundred ice cream sandwiches or just one? Who wants an ice cream? Hundred ice cream sandwiches? I don't know. Like, would you want to? Is, is that important to you? I'm just no, asking. Some I, people might say I'd, I'd eat ice cream sandwiches until I'm sick. I think I would choose an ice cream sandwich and just like one, maybe okay. two, if they've gotten smaller. But it's more that that brings like for me. Um, I think I've analyzed this way more than like anyone, <laughs> but like, um, it brings in a level of nostalgia too. Um, because you know, when you think about what we're doing for last night on earth, it's not like, let's just have a nice family night. It's how would we spend the last moments of our entire existence? So my existence isn't just now it's, it's, you know, Your past. my whole past. So it's like, okay, what from my past would I want to savor? Again, and of course, you know, we're not talking about like calling all of our people and the things that you would probably do. This is just the moments that we spend with our family. And I was talking to our youngest today about what we were going to do. And we were talking about maybe we should pull out some of our scrapbooks and um, look at them together and reminisce over some of our favorite moments that we've spent together. And she was really excited about that. She said something... um, you know, you can learn a lot about your family, I think, in, in mm-hmm. going this route. And um, 
my our youngest when we first brought up she said I just want to play board games and I I want everyone to focus and not look at a screen and to not make fun of me if I don't know the rules and Uh it kind of broke my heart a little bit um because you know that's something that obviously she yearns for and she thinks about that no I think it's very insightful into what when you ask what's important to somebody and you give them a specific scenario I think that it's great how a something like that can be a vehicle into what's really on their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, we also talked about where, um, <laughs> uh, we talked about like where we, we would sleep. Would we all go back to our own beds or um, the kids had mentioned maybe um, all sleeping um, on the trampoline, trampoline together. I don't know if we're all going to sleep on the trampoline tonight. I Didn't you say you were thinking of... Um, I'll set up tents. Mm-hmm. Sleeping on on trampolines with a lot of people is the worst. It is. It sounds like it's going to be fun, and it's not. It's like throwing a handful of people into a hammock and saying, <laughs> "Be comfortable." No, it's terrible. Even when we were kids, it wasn't. And I swear, like, no matter what, the sprinklers came on like mm. at five a.m. We should probably look at that before we. I took care of that. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, I'll set up a couple of tents, or maybe one big tent, and whoever wants to sleep out there can sleep out there, and. Uh, yeah, we'll just have a fun night. Yeah, so um, I like also the thought, um, our kids can be pretty demonstrative. They're very sweet to each other, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Like they, um, they're just very kind and not always. I mean, sometimes they're. Yeah, they can cut at each other. Yeah, too. but like when it comes down to it, like they are very loyal and like protective of each other. And I, every um, birthday, we will, when we're sitting down for a, like dinner with a family, we'll all go around and tell, tell why we like love the birthday person. Um, and I, I could see us maybe talking tonight about like the gratitude we feel towards the people in our family or talk about why, um, why they made our lives better. I was thinking like defining moments, like let's all share a memory or an event that kind of made you who you are. Mm-hmm. or um not in relationship to each other just like no, just personally like what's something that happened to you that made you who you are mm-hmm. and ideally try to focus on something positive mm-hmm. right a positive experience or share memories like favorite memories of family traditions or places that you've been favorite vacations yeah. that you've taken as a family um i think that'd be some fun conversation yeah. too. yeah i think when you really get yourself into the mind of there's, you know, nothing after this. There's no reason to not be vulnerable. There's no reason to not just, I mean, you you have now every opportunity to just let this person know how you feel or to be open about your experience. I just, I think it just, I think it's a really cool avenue to connect, um, but also to create your own very particular special tradition um, amongst the people that you care most about. Yeah. So we'll return and report and let everybody know how everything goes. Yeah, we should probably honestly start ordering food because we, we have a lot. Five places to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll spend all night getting food. Yeah, well, yeah. We should probably we should probably start eating by like six and yeah. and so we're gonna let's get started. This will be fun. Okay, yeah. we'll be back soon. That's a wonderful. I just turned into my mom. (laughs) Things come full circle. Yeah, I was like, "Well, what would be a good like segue music?" Um. Okay, so we're back. Yeah. So uh, post event, 
we're one week past our event. We did it one week ago today. We would have podcast a little earlier, but we actually we podcast on Fridays, so it was a busy week. Yeah. Um. So we officially completed our new tradition. Our new tradition last night on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um. What was your takeaway? I mean, how would you summarize it? Uh, I would say it was maybe one of the sweetest nights we've ever had as a family yeah like i i don't know if we could have had a nicer evening together um i think a lot of the the thoughts of like oh i I hope this could could happen i think uh they did and it felt very natural yeah very organic Mm -hmm. it didn't feel forced it felt like we all wanted to be there, which when you're with kids, especially when you're with teenagers, it's like a crapshoot. Who knows if they're going to want to be there? But I think that ours did for the most part. I mean, one of my takeaways is I think uh, it's funny that even though it was the quote unquote last night on earth, our kids still wanted screens. <laughs> they yeah. still, we still had to kind of corral them to keep them away. And at one point, our oldest kind of disappeared for a bit. And sure enough, she was upstairs on her phone for a bit, but she, but she came back down. But, yeah, they wanted to play, but I think that they were great sports. Yeah, so why don't we talk about kind of what we did. So um, how we kind of went about it is, you know, we mentioned that we all had um, something that we want to eat. Like, what would you eat on your last night on Earth? We started out by we just kind of gorged. We just put out all the food. Like buffet style. Mm -hmm. It's all sitting on the kitchen table. We served ourselves up. And then we took it outside and we sat around the fire pit and it was still light outside. So we didn't start the fire pit, but it was beautiful. The weather was perfect. I couldn't believe how good the weather was. And we just sat there in the evening sun and ate our food and watched things. And it it eventually got kind of cloudy, which was nice, I remember, because we had to deal with some, with a a little bit of rain later on. So when we were all sitting around, what, um, tell us a little bit about how the conversation went. Cause again, we were, we were trying to be in the mindset of last day on earth, what, how we would talk to each other. But also one thing for you, I loved that we had to keep pulling ourselves back in from talking about things Tomorrow. in the future. Yep. Like we, cause I realized we just so naturally go into this place of, Hey, we've got to prep for, Hey, last day of school is, and, and we had to keep on reeling ourselves in and I'm, I, it was such an interesting focus on being in the moment so much that we weren't even looking at future yeah. moments. You, I guess you don't realize until there's an exercise to let you see it how much we are in planning mode. Like our minds naturally revert to planning mm-hmm. for the future, for what's coming. And man, I just think that that's such a distraction sometimes to what's happening right now. Because when we were pulled back and we were talking about our present moment, each other... Uh, reminiscing on some of our experiences. It was great. We, I forget exactly how it played out, but I remember that we told stories, mm-hmm. told stories of some of the most memorable experiences that we had in our childhood that shaped us. We talked about favorite vacations. Well, what, what else did we talk about? Um, and we did pose some questions to kind of get it started and kind of everyone around the circle kind of asking some questions. So we asked about what was what was our favorite family vacation moment? Mm-hmm. Um, and they talked about going to Disneyland. They talked about the cruise we went on. Um, we talked about some of the things like what were memorable about uh, the pandemic and what what were some nice things that happened actually during quarantine <laughs> and some of the not nice things we started talking about, like how we sent our kids to that all outdoor school 
that ended up being kind of crazy. And then they, they kind of started sharing some of those funny things. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about things that were memorable about Christmas um, and just kind of, kind of the things that, that were special to us. And then we, we brought in a little bit from our childhood um, cause you know, our, fa- our life isn't just us, just each other, but like some of the things. Yeah. We have history, individual history. Mm-hmm. And I think that the kids like hearing about that. They like hearing our stories and our memories. And I think that it's hard for them to imagine, you know, dad as Shane, Shane pre-Natalie, Shane without kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We talked and we talked a little bit about some of our best memories, which were before they came around. Um, and so I think that conversation, I, I could see they were all very happy about that. Like they like that. One thing that's interesting in our family dynamic is we have four people who are very similar, you and I and our two oldest. And then in, in that we like to sit and talk. And then we've got our youngest who is almost 10 and she kind of gets frustrated with that. She can do a little bit, but also her age, but also just in general, she's very active. So she was running on and like playing doing like gymnastics on the trampoline but what she liked was that we were also watching her Mm -hmm. and then um she she wanted to play games like some we did what was that game we played um oh um categories yeah so she wanted to play categories and and we had prepped the kids like earlier the older two like this is this is supposed to be a night for all of us and and it needs to look like that for all of us so we would so we did We, we sat around and we took some time to make sure that her, I guess the thing that was going to make her feel seen um, was happening. It ended up being, it was, it was fun. It was really fun. I think that it took some work getting up to it. Like even, I don't know, that there's always the the dynamics of the family and, you know, they didn't want to go jump on the trampoline and she wanted to get into the tent and start playing categories and just for the kids to hang out in the tent that we set up in the backyard and they didn't want to do it. So we kind of had to manage a little bit of that. So there were still some logistics that we had to work on. You but so the end effect, I think, was awesome. They So the kid, the two older kids did take a break. Like they went up and like showered or whatever. And then we had individual time with Elise. But remember when it got dark and we finally turned the fire on and then you and I poured some wine, the kids went in the tramp or into the tent and they were laughing like to the point I had to almost like quiet them. Like, Hey, we're going to wake up neighbors. neighbors. They were laughing so hard because they, well, they do have these really great moments when they're great together, but we'd spent all this time and they, they were just in this very um, open place and it was so awesome to just sit there by the fire this light light rain was just starting we were drinking wine and just listening to the kids just laugh but also like feeling like this almost heartbreak like as I was hearing it of the thought of what it would be like if I did know like the night this was our last night and like I started feeling just that just that sorrow um but then, you know, we had had some, we did have some moments that I don't want to share what was said because it was, you know, our, our private things to each other. But our kids said some incredibly sweet things yeah, about what the family and what each other meant to each other. Like after all this time and of the evening and it got dark and it was unsolicited. Mm-hmm. They just shared. Yeah. And uh, like things that 
you just don't find a moment to say to each other, but like they're like those words, I think were so vulnerable and real and like, um, like such an unbelievable treasure Mm -hmm. that we, we did. And I just kept thinking we need to have moments where this is normal, but that's what I felt like the night opened up is that like our youngest, she didn't share that same way. Um, cause I just don't think that's her style, but the other two, we gave them an opportunity to say how they feel about us as a family. Yeah. It was great. It was awesome. And I don't know that it would, that it will always be like that, but, um, I like what you said. It gave them an opportunity to feel vulnerability to share it and for other people to receive it around them. Sometimes it can be a little uncomfortable when someone else is being vulnerable, but I don't know, just the scenario of it doesn't matter. Like this is the the last night. So just take it in. There's nothing to be done about it. There's nothing to change. So you don't have to feel like you have to take an action or fix anything. You just have to listen and to feel with people. And I think that that's a, it was a great experience to be for them to be able to share some of those things and, yeah, can we work on them later? For sure. I think it was great just to get them out, those ideas out. But um, I think that it was a good exercise in vulnerability. Yeah, I loved also hearing what was so important because then it reminded me what is so important. What are the things that on the last night of our lives, what would we be thinking about? Because you hear people talking about that when they are on their deathbeds or whatever. Like, You can recreate that moment just to try to, to grasp it. And I thought... Oh, the times, you know, that the kids would look back on, it was these moments when we were very focused on each other and we were um, trying to be in the moment. And I kept thinking, like, this is the tradition, if we can keep this going, they will hold on to forever. Like, you can't, you could not, you could not hold on to this. I think that what I liked about it in terms of a tradition is that it was a, it's a, it's a, it's a voluntary tradition. Like it's Christmas is scheduled. Christmas is on the calendar. Thanksgiving is on the calendar. Like these, these holidays that typically provide moments of, you know, connection, they're like scheduled recurring events. We chose to do this. Like this is something that's just our family and anybody else who chose, who chooses to do it in the future, it, they can just craft it as, Hey, this, let's choose to do this thing as a family. And I think that it stands apart from anything else that's you know, humanities or society's regular scheduled event, this is ours. Can we choose to do it? Yeah. And I love in that you can, you could change it. It doesn't always have to look the same. Also, you could take advantage of things you're already going to do. Like if you're going to look, if you're thinking, ooh, this would be so good to do as our family or just our group of friends, let's say that you have a camping trip planned that is so this is exactly what we would do on the last day of earth on earth. Change that to become that tradition. Like, okay, we're up in the mountains and we find out the world's going to end. How do we talk differently? How do we plan differently? Um, and, and to take those moments, like what does, what does, what does that look like for you? What does that look like for your group? And, and see how that changes. You know, I don't know in the future, I could see the kids just wanting to do, pretty much the exact same thing because it really does fit our, our family. Like there's something about being home that we all love. Like we love our home. We love our weird little suburban backyard. Like it's very comforting. Um, 
but I don't know. This isn't something society isn't telling us how to make this holiday. We are. And so we can change it to, to whatever that looks like. I was trying to imagine in the time since, how, what might this look like for other people who did it? They, they don't have to do it our way. Like if somebody heard this idea and think, oh, that's freaking cool. Um, but if fine, you know, going around and getting dinner and hanging out, like it doesn't work for them. I don't think it has to take that same shape. But the thing that I, that I think that it does is it's just, it's how you talk to each other. It's creating a scenario that changes how you behave together. What types of things you talk about, what types of things you think about, how you talk to each other. Um, I think that you can do that whether you're, like you said, camping in the mountains, getting dinner with us, going to an event, whatever, as long as it's a mechanism for just being in the present moment and being grateful for each other. Yeah. I think there's some things I would change if we did this regularly, just personally. I think that if I knew the last day of Earth was coming up like that, I think I would send out, like this was very focused on just us, but I think there's ways that I could do it that focus also on just me and and focusing in gratitude is that um, part of it is that we suddenly found out that it was last day of Earth. That mm -hmm. was kind of some of the story. But just maybe sending some messages out, like just, hey, I want you to know that this you're such an important part of my life for this particular reason, mm -hmm. um, that it can expand out um, from, from just your family if you want it to. Yeah. Yeah, I think that if it were real, I would want to do that. I would want to share with some key people in my life that have really been a positive impact and just say thank you and just tell them I love you. You've been an amazing experience, or you've helped to create a great experience for me yeah. in this life. I had a I had a great friend once call me up and just for no other reason but to do that, just to say, "Hey, this is this is what you mean to me, and I'm so grateful for you." And it was incredibly uh, special to me. I I'll, I'm always going to remember that. It was such a cool moment, and I thought I need to do that more often. I think that we need to do that more often. Say, just reach out and make contact for no other reason but for gratitude. And I think that that grows when you feel that more often and you want to reach out. And then it has positive effects on the relationships that you that you focus on. I don't yeah. know. It was nice. Yeah. That night, um, you were you decided you were going to sleep. And the sleeping thing didn't turn out as we wanted to because yeah. uh, we were thinking of all sleeping on the trampoline. But then it was going to rain. And then the kids, the older kids were like, nah. So you slept in the tent. Uh, all night with Ellie. Mm -hmm. um, and then I lay down on the couch outside with the fire going and it started to rain, but just, just a sprinkle. little bit, just a little bit. A and nor and I was just sta standing up to go inside. And I thought the world's ending in like a few hours. There is no way I'm going inside. And so I, I covered myself up with the blanket and I just, laid out there in the rain I covered my face and I just felt the rain and I listened to it and I thought about my life and I started crying like just in just that moment I was so happy and joyful and peaceful and just thinking I can't change anything there's nothing but now but like I I felt such incredible joy, and um, finally, like uh, I did go inside and I went to sleep. And the next morning, 
I woke up with such gratitude for that day. Mm -hmm. It was like the world is still going. I thought if I could, if I could start my day every day, just a tiny bit of this kind of gratitude of this new day, I, I was thinking I, <laughs> I'm going to overcome a lot of the uh, scarcity, anxiety, some of the things that just I deal with in general. I, it, I felt like I had trained myself to at least see it a little differently. Mm. I love it. Yeah. You didn't have quite the night's sleep since you slept outside with it. No, <laughs> in sleeping in a tent is always a little bit uncomfortable. Even though I love being up in the mountains, the sleeping part, it's never like really great. Yeah. But, um, man, I'm so glad that you had that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I think all of us, I think it was really special. So, you know, that's just our experience. And, um, you know, if it's something that, Sounds like something you want to do. You just think about what that looks like, and and you. The the thing that's cool is we decided to do it the Friday before Memorial Day. Um, we, we decided to do it the Friday before Memorial Day. Uh, but you can choose whenever, whatever that looks like, and you could do it suddenly. You could you know make some plans, but um, you know I I'd recommend trying. Yeah. Why, why not? Why not? All right. Well, thanks for doing that. I'm glad that we got to spend our last night together. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time. Thanks again to our sponsors. Waypoint Real Estate Group, and Fulcrum Home Loans for supporting local dialogue. If you're interested in changing your home situation, find them on the web at www.waypointidaho.com and www.fulcrumhomeloans.com to learn more.